It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. All right, we are back. Welcome back once again to the playground where we go for respite from our studies. Uh, it's been a while. My I mean, name I is Herb. That's true. Yeah. It has been a little bit. It's been a little bit yeah. of time, but it's the off season. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, what do you guys expect? Yeah. What do, what do you, all people you good people out there expect? Yeah. Which... <laughs> My name is Herb. I like to talk about basketball, and I have yeah, a friend yeah. who likes to talk about basketball with me sometimes. That's also true. Yeah. When we get a chance. When we get a chance. Yeah. His name is. We do talk about basketball most of the time we're around each other. That's true. Even if uh, even if we're not recording it for posterity, we often talk about basketball. Yeah. Even in the off season, when there's really nothing to talk about. There's a lot of things to talk about. They're just not basketball. Yeah. Uh, this I guy just, I, who I'm speaking to, whose voice you're hearing, who's not named Herb, is named <laughs> Arik. Wouldn't that be great if we were both named Herb? I don't know if I would enjoy that. We probably no, would be friends. Like Herb. I've met Herbs in the past, and I instinctively well. like don't trust them. Shy and don't want to be friends with them. <laughs> Just like I want to be the Herb where right. I am, you know. Yeah, it is true. I mean, I've never, I've never been in anyone's life where they're like, "Oh yeah, my other friend Arik. Let me. Uh, oh, I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to call you Arik, last name initial. You know, that's never. <laughs> have you met? Um, really have you met a lot of other Arks in your travels? Uh, no. Um, it is not an an especially unusual name, uh, but it I have not met a lot of them. No, they okay. uh, for whatever reason. Not, not I've only met a handful of herbs. Uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're the only herb I've met. If I met any other herbs, I don't think they were anywhere near your age, or as charismatic and memorable. Uh, well, clearly because I don't remember them. <laughs> uh, I, oh man, I, uh, I'm in a weird mood today, Herb. I'm not gonna. Why is that? Gonna... Well, I had a. Uh, I think it's okay to talk about this. I I had a, a, a you know, I don't. I'm going through. I a want you to think about this because if you text me tomorrow, I don't want to talk about edit it. all this out. I'm going to be yeah. furious. <laughs> no, I think it's. Uh, I think it's okay as long as I'm, as long as I'm thoughtful about what I say. Okay. Uh, I uh, I. I'm in the middle of a situation, which is why I don't know if it's, but I think it's okay. Um, I uh, tried out a new uh, way to rent a car uh, this uh, this past week. So far, it does not sound potentially scandalous. No, <laughs> no, no, continue. it's not. Well, no, there's the, the person whose car, the, the, the I'm, there's a currently a, a claim against me for supposedly causing damages to this car, which I did not cause. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and it's really awful and and stressful but but the, the the gist of the story i don't want to go into too many details but the gist of the story is that uh is that um i returned the car and uh there was an inspection done you know when you return a car mm-hmm. and uh and and everything was signed off on and everything was good and we w- there were photos taken and all this kind of stuff and then uh like almost a day later like like 20 hours later suddenly they were like oh no there's 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 scratches on the car in this one spot blah 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 and suddenly had photos that they had taken then of the uh of the supposed damage hmm. and it's like yeah uh and unfortunately the photos that we took the day before are from are too far away to see if there was damage mm-hmm. um but i'm just like you can't show up a day later take photos then and be like this is your fault is there any like, chance I, the damage was there uh before you mean while why not had the car yeah that it was your, that you're responsible for it no i didn't do anything to the car remotely possible of causing any oh, kind of it's really right. stressful man i'm sorry yeah yeah yeah. so it's like i feel very much like i'm getting i'm getting rolled here you know wow so yeah so this is supposed to be a, a light-hearted discussion about yeah. uh, uh pastime that we enjoy well hopefully by next time i'll at least be able to tell you like more uh specific details i just i'm trying to be like a little careful because it's you know it's ongoing but and what's uh, the uh where can people donate to your legal fund <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> i hope it doesn't come to that um so i've got that going on and then at the same time there's just a lot of stuff going on i mean you pay a deposit the, right isn't that like a worst case scenario you just lose a deposit no it doesn't work like that it, it basically uh in the worst case scenario uh i would have to pay to fix it 
That stinks. Yeah. So up to some amount, but at any rate, it's uh, it's not even so much the money. It's just that I, I just feel you know I, I didn't do anything wrong, and I feel like I'm getting railroaded, and it's uh, it's, it's a stressful. Experience. Well, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, and and then of course my beloved Mariners are 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 pooping the bed. Uh, although they did, I think they won pretty big tonight over the A's. But um, Red Sox have been swooning a little bit themselves. I think they're five well, and five over the last ten. Sure, but the uh, oh, and did you see the by the way that the Giants traded McCutcheon to the Yanks? I did see that. Well, yeah. I heard it. Yeah. Um, so the, the Mariners did win tonight, but I, I think we're still yeah. So if we look at the standings here, we're still four and a half games back, uh, which is which is pretty far. Um, now it is helpful that we're playing the A's right now, so every. Every uh, win is is you know magnified. Yeah, obviously as as is every loss. But at, but as is every loss. Yeah, exactly. But like I, I mean, it just is. I think that I saw today we have an eight percent chance of making the playoffs. Oh, it's up to fourteen point four now. So that's good. That's a huge improvement. Hey, it's not um, September yet. You know, anything can happen. No. What is the, there's like another? Let's see. The Mariners have played one hundred and thirty four games. So there's like twenty eight games to go. Is that yeah. right? So twenty eight games, four and a half. That's tough. Stranger things have happened. But, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, could definitely could definitely happen. Yeah, the uh, what the, the Sox are on a three game win streak, so I don't know what you're talking about. But they are five and five in their last ten. Yeah, that's all I said. But they're on a three game win streak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not sure. It's <laughs> not sure we're in quite the same boat, my man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's been a while since we've recorded. Yeah, it's gonna be impossible to uh, to, to cover all the news. Yeah, cover all the news of our personal yeah. lives. Oh. Um, yeah, that's true. Quickly, I do feel like because we had talked about it so much. Um, so first of all, the whole uh, guessing if teams have better records or worse records. Yeah, we're gonna have to put, we're gonna have to put that off another week. We yeah, yeah, we're, we'll get there. Whatever. We don't have time for it um, no. this week. There's too much to talk about. Well, we need like a you know full. 50 minutes at the end to talk about uh the movie we watched or i don't i don't know what you're talking about um <laughs> uh it's a little uh, teaser for the fans quickly know? uh we worked outside lands together and we did spent a day in the park and got to take yeah. some music uh, any any yeah. thoughts on that uh had a great time mm-hmm. so um so happy that i i did that and then you uh, graciously invited me to join you for, uh, first of all i'll say that working the working the festival was was actually really interesting and and we got i mean we had it really easy like we were there it was not uh not a lot of people were trying to buy uh flautas at 10 a.m it turns out no but, it was um, a pretty pretty mellow time of the day for sure yeah. but it was super fun and like definitely an interesting place to be for some of the sets like just really a different uh vibe mm-hmm. because we were like doing this like next to the main stage i guess it was and uh and so that was super fun and then uh we saw uh i would say two truly truly excellent shows and one of which is kind of like a an all-timer in terms of like how i feel that how lucky i feel that i got to see it salt and pepper so, or salt and pepper yeah. yeah salt and pepper so we got to see salt and pepper live definitely not something we were like ever probably what 20 feet away yeah yeah definitely oh. not something i ever thought would would happen still brought it they have everything your uh voice is cut out so i know i, I just didn't i didn't say anything oh yeah they were <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> They were remarkable, uh, just remarkable. Just uh, haven't haven't lost a step. Um, yeah, really. I mean, really haven't. Like it was pretty incredible. They played for maybe like twenty twenty five minutes, and they played, they played everything you would want to hear. Yeah, it's like they went down their Spotify list of like <laughs> <laughs> top seven songs or whatever. Extremely, extremely entertaining. And then uh, yes. uh, we also saw. I assume the other set you're referring to is Griffin, the EDM DJ. <laughs> 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 oh griff oh i like I, we call him griff in the know sure yeah uh now the uh the phenomenally talented uh janelle monet uh, she was so wonderful she was wonderful yeah yeah she was great yeah. uh really fun day i'm so glad that yeah. you enjoyed yourself um i did thank you for doing it You're it welcome. was not a gracious gracious invitation because uh you know you volunteered your time to help us out and uh we really really appreciate it yeah i would i let me t- i'll say out to all the, the people out there if you if a friend of yours uh, asks you to do something like that maybe give it a try although you know 
know the friend and know what you're getting yourself into, I suppose. Not all situations are, not everyone has a herb in their life, sadly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to lend you mine. Well, I... <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> strangely touching. Um, <laughs> you know, at- attitude is everything. And, and you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's true in life. And that's true when you're volunteering to work in a festival. You know, uh, you had an extremely positive attitude and a healthy curiosity about the experience and didn't mind. We like we went an hour early because we didn't want to be late and we got there early and we said, hey, you know, I called my boss and I was like, do we need to do anything? And you and I together set up the whole stand, not yeah. something we had to do. You didn't get any extra money because you didn't get any money. I we didn't just, get any money. No. We just did it <laughs> because we were there, you know, um, and uh you know, I, I know you didn't really think twice about it, but that was like uh, just having a good attitude. You know, some some of the other volunteers uh, that we had, you know, would have been, you know, were uh, uh, a, a little uh, resentful to do even the bare minimum of what they volunteered to do, let alone go above and beyond. So, yeah. Well, I think uh, if people go into that thinking, oh, I'm going to get just a free ticket to this concert and that's really the only reason they're doing it, then I think it will be a failure. Yeah, uh, but if you're like, oh, I get to do this thing with my friend and have fun and see what's up with that, and then also get to see some shows, then I think you're like, oh, this is great. That's that's uh, that's well said, my friend. Uh, I'm trying I to think. Completely, I have a completely unrelated question for you. Okay. Do you uh, think anything matters about the NFL preseason? Oh no, it never does. It never okay. does. All right. Yeah. I think people get a little into it because they're so starved for football. Some people really like football. Yeah. I am not one of them. I am a, a casual football fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I like my team, I guess. I mean, I love my team, but I don't really care about football. I guess that's what it is. You know, someone a long time ago said to me, you know, there's there's a good friend of mine said, like, you know, there's, there's for any sport, there's, like, fans who are just who are fans of the sport, and there's fans who are fans of their team. Right? Like, you could yeah. be a baseball fan or you could be a, a Mariners fan. Right. Um, I'm more of a Mariners fan than a baseball fan, for, for example. I'm more I'm a basketball fan. Even when the Sonics were around, I was a basketball fan and then a Sonics fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I will watch any basketball game of any team. Sure. Sure. But I, but I am a Seahawks fan, not a not a football not at large football at large. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care about football at large. Yeah, I, I, I more or less feel the same way. You know, I I. I I have struggled so much with football because uh, the league is so terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. And even you know, even figures within the team I root for uh, do extremely questionable things that make me question my uh, my interest and my you know my my quote unquote loyalty to to them and and the sport in general. But uh, it can be very compelling, and uh, it's. Um, you know, one of the great things about sports is like it's the social currency that it uh, it it gives you when you when you follow a sport, and uh, you know, like yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, for certain people in my family, um, you know, football is is the sport they love. You know, and following it uh, gives me uh, a, a, a shared interest that that you know you can you can talk about football forever. I was I was listening to uh, you know uh, Bill Simmons and cousin Sal did their uh, annual. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but I, I plan to. Yeah, you know uh, it's, uh, it's 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 always fun to listen to those two guys talk about football, um, especially as like the rest of uh, the stuff that Bill Simmons puts out is becomes you know less compelling. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. I was I was listening to uh, uh, that today and just thinking like man this this sport is just so needlessly complicated uh, <laughs> and I I think part of the appeal of football is just that it is like it is it's so uh, labyrinthian you know you know basketball obviously is extremely nuanced and there's a lot of strategy and and people who know a lot about it can talk about it for hours and hours and hours they can talk about a play for hours and hours and hours but. You know, football is is a whole different beast. You know, and I'm listening to this podcast, and they're talking about you know seventh round draft picks in special teams positions and how they'll affect like the outcome of a team season. And it's like it's like this is kind of cool because I I, I could never like fully understand this. You know, there's like there's always 
going to be an aspect of football that's just completely mystifying to me. I just wish it wasn't such a corrupt and evil league <laughs> that was so indifferent to uh, so much of the suffering that it, it caused. Football. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it gets harder and harder and harder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you happen to check out uh, any of the episodes of that, that British show that I shared with you? Uh, I did. I, I not, not a whole episode. I, I watched maybe the first half of the first episode, something like that. Thoughts? Were you compelled by it, or were you like, man, this isn't really for me? Uh, medium. I, 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 I think I didn't, uh, when you told me about it, I thought it was a documentary. For some reason, so I was somewhat less uh, excited, and then I tried to watch it with Daria, and she couldn't understand like a single word they were saying. Um, so, uh, other than the German, obviously, sure, sure. Um, and then I don't know, we just didn't get to the point where they were anywhere but that building site. So it's like they weren't in Dusseldorf, which is like what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it was, I mean, it was certainly funny. I um, it was, you know, the acting was uh, mixed. I would say. Um, and I can't really tell where the story is going, which I guess is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably watch more. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. I I, I didn't. I, I like once I got over the fact that it wasn't what I was expecting. I was like, oh okay, well. Hmm. But um, but yeah, I think it's. Uh, it I, I'm cool. about eight episodes in now, um, and I am uh, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's really great. Hmm. Um, and I'm not even going to say the name of the show because it's. You Almost don't impossible be able to, find it to watch. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's like no point, like none. Yeah, yeah. Don't bother. Um, yeah. Cool. And, yeah, you should put up more episodes. Yeah. Well, let me know when you finish the first two, and I'll share some more with you. Uh, okay, that's. Fine. I'm not gonna let you arbitrarily hoard them, <laughs> 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 Mister. <clears throat> you have access to a lot of video stuff that I don't. Yeah. I need to maintain some leverage. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever makes you happy, man. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Cool. Um, One last little bit of media. Uh, This is kind of uh, the type of thing that we would talk about on this podcast. I think it's been a while. Um, I recently used a Amazon gift card that I got for my birthday to purchase the uh, entire run of Star Trek The Next Generation on Blu-ray remastered. Oh, I've, yeah, I've heard they look great. How jealous are, are you of me right now? Not very. What? what where do you fall on Star Trek? Uh, I like Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <sighs> more than The Next Generation. Way more. Yeah. I don't even want to hear your explanation because I, I, I've... You know, I recently read an article about uh, about the ending of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and how it was originally intended to be slightly different. And the first sentence of the article was something like, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which everyone knows is the best Star Trek. So, um, well, that you know, proves I think, your point. I think there is a, uh, there's a divide here. Um, and what I think about that is that Star Trek people uh-huh. love TNG the most. And people who are not Star Trek people might love Deep Space Nine the most. Because uh, it is not the best hmm. Star Trek, but it is a much better show than the other ones. That's interesting. That's, that's my theory. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, Star Trek The Next Generation is probably the TV show that I enjoy the most. Like, when I when I think about uh, nostalgia, I, I just, when I think about how much I've enjoyed, you know, there's obviously a lot of great TV, and I'm a... Uh, lonely couch potato who's watched plenty of television in my life. Um, sure. Uh, you could have laughed a little bit at that arc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star Trek is just a show that I enjoy, oh, specifically Star Trek The Next Generation. It's just a show that I enjoy so, so much, you know? Right. It's hard, too, because, like, it's extremely old-fashioned, and there's no way, you know, someone that watches, like, Westworld and Breaking Bad and Walking Dead, you know, they're never going to watch like an episode of next generation and go, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think, uh, uh, my, uh, my feelings are sort of like, um, first of all, it, um, it's the, uh, it it doesn't have any continuity, right. Or very, very minimal. Yeah. Sort of has long-term continuity, but n- no episode-to-episode continuity. Which is um, something I like about it. I wouldn't say that's a weakness, but please continue. 
No, no, I'm not describing <laughs> weaknesses. I'm, I'm compa- comparing and contrasting it with Deep Space Nine, where Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine eventually has like full con- continuity. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. Uh, and um, I believe Deep Space Nine won more awards for, you know, great writing and, and things like that. I think the acting is more consistently great on Deep Space Nine than Next Gen. That's uh, insane. No, first of all, that is an insane there are, statement. There are, there are some top heavy like. You know, I think that uh, Patrick Stewart is obviously great. Um, Understatement. But uh, but so is Avery Brooks, uh, who is, I think, truly a phenomenal actor. Overstatement. I think that um, uh, Rene Abergenois and um, uh, uh, the guy, I don't know his name, the guy who plays Garrick. Like, I think that across the board, the acting is better on Deep Space Nine because there are some real weak links on... uh, and there are on Deep Space Nine too, but there are some real weak links on TNG. And then the, the like who? who's stars. the weak link on TNG? Uh, well, Wesley Crusher for one. Only but, in like three uh, seasons. Up to three out of seven. And he's That's fine. Like the show. He is not fine. He is awful. He's fine. Um, Denise Crosby was not great. Only in uh, a season Gates, and a half. Gates McFadden, not super great. Uh, she's Marina fine. Marina okay. Jonathan who? Frakes, okay. Uh, Deanna Troy. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's okay. Um, but, but the guest like there are not the, there are not a lot of like continuing like some of the best actors on DJ's Nine are, are continuing guest stars. Uh, like Iggy Pop. What's up? Like Iggy, Iggy Pop. Iggy. He was on an episode <laughs> yes, of DJ's Nine. Was, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, and, Next Generation uh, never resorted to that kind of cheap stunt casting. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> and uh, and Next Gen, uh, y- you know, it's more it's certainly more like sci fi, but I think it's also just that you know different kinds of people like like G- Next Generation is obviously an exploration show, uh huh. Whereas Deep Space Nine is more a building show, right? Yeah, like I I like the the fact that. Uh, Next generation is more of a, a focuses on uh, episodes and not a greater narrative. I think allows them to just kind of like just throw in like just these like really interesting ideas. Like I think the best episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation are these like really cool self-contained sci-fi stories. Um, yeah, so I would say the best episodes of TNG are not as good as the best episodes of Deep Space Nine. I don't know about like average quality, but like some of the, the if I were to name what I think are the best episodes of Deep Space Nine, like they they transcend sci-fi for me. They're, they're not that that, that not that there's anything wrong with sci-fi, but like they they are even bigger than that and better than that. And but additionally, this is what I'm suggesting is that there is just a sort of um, uh, fork in the road here where if if what you want is people exploring things. Uh, then, then obviously you're gonna like Next Generation more. You also might also might like Voyager, except that it's a pile of garbage. Um, ah, that's but, a little harsh. It's not, it's not but, nearly as good, but it's not. But Deep Space Nine is about building something, right? It's about, and and I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I prefer the building narrative, but like Deep Space Nine is about building uh, these relationships and this place, and so you, and because it's not moving, there are people coming in and out all the time over years that are the same people uh-huh. right there's a lot of new people too i mean it's not like they reuse everybody but there there's people coming in through and 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 relationships are building so by the later seasons there's so much history between people that you don't really get a lot of like the kind of one off uh we have to pretend that there's some intense emotion here in a very short amount of time because we only have this hour kind of stories uh which you get in some of the worst episodes i think of of any show is when you're trying to force me to care about someone that i know is going to die or disappear at the end of the episode you know what i mean yeah some, I, some love I, affair that with Riker <laughs> that i know is not going to matter in, i see what you're hour. saying i think i think you're uh speaking in uh extremely uh, uh broad generalities yes of course yeah Niels will yeah. sound like someone who doesn't know what he's talking about i've seen every episode of both of these shows probably <laughs> multiple times um uh, so I think I know what I'm talking about, and I'm just saying it's a personal, you know, ultimately it is a personal choice, but I will notice that, I have noticed that uh, that people who describe themselves as loving Star Trek tend to prefer, tend to think that Deep Space Nine is the weakest show, which yeah. I think well, that's, is insane, that's because if that's you've ever crazy. seen Enterprise yep. or Voyager, I don't even want to talk to you about this. Have you watched <laughs> any of the newest one? No. Uh, I haven't either. Uh, I've heard it's it's pretty good. I've also heard it's very different. Uh, I which makes me think maybe I would like it, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I have not. I honestly uh, don't even remember what it's called. Oh, Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, yeah, I do remember what it's called. Um, I haven't seen it. I I, sh- I should watch it, especially because it's a in most of the world it's a Netflix original. I did not know that. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I I'll 
uh, if I can tie a bow on the Star Trek conversation. Uh, yeah, which we was, can have many more times because I'd it's love to. Topic. I would love to. It yeah. was uh, not too long ago. It was like the 30th anniversary, I think, of the debut of, of Next Generation. And yeah. uh, the Slate, do you ever listen to the Slate Culture Gabfest podcast? Anyway. <laughs> but go continue. They did a uh, they did kind of like a a uh, uh, retrospective uh, uh, discussion about the show and in honor of the anniversary and uh, uh, really nailed something about the show that I'd never uh, articulated to myself, but I thought really captured something that was really special about it. Um, and and I, I think it's probably true of both Deep Space Nine and Next Generation and even other uh, Star Trek shows to an extent, but but. Uh, it's it's kind of remarkably a show where a, a, a huge component of it is people sitting around a table and just discussing and debating an idea, and it's it's absolutely riveting and compelling, you know, and that's uh, yeah. really really hard to do. Um, really, yeah. what a special show. I mean, obviously true of all of, of, of all the Star Trek shows, and it is one of the things I like uh, best about them. I, I will say that maybe I'm also slightly bitter because uh, they put a ton of money into doing that Blu-ray set that you bought, mm-hmm. and it looks, by all accounts, phenomenal. But um, there's not. A, what, I thought they did it for Deep Space Nine as well. N- no. So what? What? It, the way it turns out is that um, uh, they shot Star Trek: The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine on 35 millimeter film. Yeah. So um, the all of the uh, scenes that they filmed are are capable of being high definition and quite easily, um, but all the effects shots were done for SD, and so in order to do the next generation correctly, uh, they had to they had to redo, redo every redo effect shot, yeah. all of the effects, and it cost millions of dollars, and uh, the set did not sell very well. Um, much, much, I, much, I, you much, would not much believe less. how cheap I got it for. Yeah, it sold much less than it, they. I think it cost. Them. I, I, I had the the season, the seventh season of Next Generation, which is the best season on a DVD, and it, I think cost more than twice as much as the entire Blu-ray box set. Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, so because of that, uh, they did. They they've publicly said that they're not doing uh, Deep Space Nine or Voyager. That's a real um, shame. Yeah. And it's just it's just too expensive. It's just they don't. There's no there's no point. Huh. Um, so and and they don't even have. I mean, they're not even doing it for streaming. So you can watch D Space Nine on um, Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, all of it, but it's all in in SD. Hmm. So. Hmm. Oh, it still looks better than uh, Babylon Five, though. Have you? Oh my god, I was trying yeah. to rewatch Babylon Five recently. Yeah, I never really. I watched like <laughs> random episodes back in the day, but it's all on Amazon Prime. So I was like, oh, I'm at home. The effects in that show are really, really, Ooh. really terrible. Yeah, I, I wish I'd watched it when it was first on because I know there is, are things about Babylon Five that are supposed to be remarkable, and I, I never, yeah. I never got to watch it. And I attempted maybe about like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. I attempted to get into it, and I could only do like three episodes. And it's just like, man, it is a tough watch. Yeah. By the way, you want to talk about bad acting? Holy, <laughs> I mean that place, that thing was like a panacea for like any b movie actor who wanted a role in, in sure the yeah well i mean that was the nature of that like that genre and they, that no but they also just had very little money yeah like um, they, they did that whole show with with basically no money apparently great concepts uh great meta narrative but man the it has aged so poorly visually it's like uh uh really, really yeah well I, I don't even think it looked good at the time but it's worse now anyway this is not 90s sci-fi tv rules Oh, but I wish it was. <laughs> Me too. I would do that podcast. Um, uh, we have one little piece of basketball news to talk about before we get into the meat of the episode. Uh, the retirement of one Manu Ginobili. Yeah. I just want to say, um, uh, those who listen to the rules know that I'm a, a, a Celtics fan. And uh, I, I, I say this... Without hyperbole, and I, I've said this prior to this uh, event, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, at least in the modern era, that that Manu Ginobili is is my favorite non-Celtic, who's uh, one of my absolute uh, uh, favorite players to watch. I, I love his game, I love his attitude, I love everything that he represents about basketball, and uh, I've truly enjoyed his remarkable career as what I would say the greatest sixth man of all time. Greatest sixth man of all time is, is an interesting one. I, I would have to really think about that, but certainly he would be on any list. 
uh, I mean, I, you know, best of anything is always obviously complicated, but mm-hmm. uh, he, I mean, he was truly remarkable. And, you know, maybe the best thing I could say about him is that in the uh, mid 2000s, I was quite into the, uh, the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns teams. And so during that era, the Spurs were my absolute like nemesis. Hated rival. I, I, yeah. Hated rival. And, and I, I, really 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 hated them and i will talk would talk, could talk at length back then about all the uh all the things i did not like uh about those teams but but and and but and manu man he i i just when he would come in the game it's like oh my god we're so screwed not we because i wasn't a, that kind of suns fan so, you know i'm still a sonics fan but mm-hmm. it was just like holy god this guy is good yeah he's so fearless and so crafty and uh, uh, there's like a, like a a little bit of like meanness to his game, just just how I don't know. Yeah, he wasn't cheap and he wasn't dirty. He did flop a lot, but that's just the sort of Euro thing. But yeah, he... yeah, when I say mean, I don't mean like in a dirty way. I just mean no, but just I mean like... Bruce Bowen was dirty. Yeah, Manu <laughs> was just kind of like ruthless. Manu was just amazing. I mean, he yeah. would just make these circus shots that just were. Yeah unreal and you just be especially back in the day when he had the floppy hair going it was just like what even what what is this you know just incredible to continue to pile on the hyperbole i don't know if i can think of any player who if you look at like you know a picture of them from their rookie year and a picture of them for their from their last year it is like such a dramatic difference it's like you know how when when presidents uh start <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look young like and, and within four years older. yeah they age so quickly because it's just a constant stress yeah, and it's no fr- it's all just hair loss for manu <laughs> but <it, laughs> <laughs> really yeah but he rocked that ball patch for like an an insane amount of time yeah and he to the point where really i thought well. does this he does he not know like he's pretty tall <laughs> well i really respect that too because in in the nba it's uh uh very unfashionable to to just like yeah, no you shave your head. rock your baldness and Manu you know he he just kind of he just did what he wanted you know uh, I really really uh, loved him um, I'm sad to see him go I get it I mean the guy's 41 he was even more beloved uh, in Latin speaking countries I mean I saw a thing of like all these different newspapers across the Latin the Spanish speaking world mm-hmm. and and it's just like you know I mean it, it, it was the hyperbole was we, we will not get to that level of hyperbole. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. Even even though I mean, he's a f- first ballot Hall of Famer. Even like, in um, even in Europe, you know, I I I have uh, family in the Netherlands, uh, some of whom really like basketball, and uh, there's there was something about Manu that really captured captured their imagination. You know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's part of that golden generation, the Argentinian team that yep. won the Olympics. Yep. He, I mean, he's going to make the 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 Hall of Fame. Like I said, first ballot, not primarily on. Like he didn't, you know, he didn't. Uh, he only made two All Star teams or whatever. But he was, and he was only named Sixth Man of the Year once, which is crazy. That's insane. But, but overall, I mean, four NBA championships, two NBA All Stars, two times on the third team, Sixth Man of the Year, All Rookie Second Team, won the Euro League, was the Euro League Finals MP, MVP, two time Euro League's top scorer, All Euro League First Team, the Italian League champion, the Italian Cup MVP, two time Italian League MVP. Uh, you know, one. You don't of, feel uh, like so if if. All he had for his resume was his NBA career. Do you think he would make the Hall of Fame? Probably, but I think it would be based on sort of how much people enjoyed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, I think he will make it, no doubt, not a problem completely. Oh, for uh, sure. Based on yeah. his, his overall, because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA. In reality, he will but, I mean, absolutely 1,000% make the Basketball Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. But his, for his, his best year, statistically... In the NBA was uh, was 2007 2008 where he scored 19.5 points per game. 4. Oh wow! 5 I didn't realize he ever even got that high. Sorry, please. Four point four. It's okay. Four one point five steals, four point five assists, four point eight rebounds in uh, in in thirty minutes a game. Also, co- not coincidentally, his highest minutes per game year, uh, seventy four games played. So, you know, his statistics are not overwhelming. One thing to note is that he pretty much always had a better postseason than he did a uh, regular season mm-hmm. and sometimes dramatically so mm-hmm. and uh and 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 he played for a very long time obviously and he was beloved and he was thought of as like this incredible uh player and he played the right way and all these kind of things so i think uh if he had just played in the nba if he'd been drafted into the nba and in 2000 
um, in 2002 or whatever, 2001. I'm not even saying like a hypothetical but... where where some of the time that he spent abroad, he spent in the NBA. I'm saying like if all he had. No, was... I understand what you're saying. Okay. If he came, he came into the NBA in 2002. I beg your. So pardon. I'm saying, I'm saying that if he had done that, mm-hmm. uh, I think he would have been a borderline anyway. Okay. But I think, and I think he would have gotten in for just being sort of a name that people know and, and like. But I mean, he's not an overwhelming NBA Hall of Famer, I don't think. Do you? I mean, two two All Star appearances. He was on four championships, but he wasn't the best guy in any of those teams. I mean, I think if you if you really sort of embrace uh, the nature of the game and the the need for the type of player that he represented, like I think it's like I, I think it's indisputable. Like, yeah, if you put his stats up against, uh, you know, a Michael Jordan, it's like, well, that's of not course, No, no, of course, impressive. but I don't know. I, you know, they do those comparison things, and I don't know how many people who are in the all, uh, Hall of Fame have uh, only two All-Star appearances, only two third-team appearances, one six-man of the year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he compares against sort of Hall of Famers just on the NBA stuff. Like I said, we're, we're doing yeah, this just for I, fun. It's I, like, I see no, your no point, and I guess I'm saying more just like my, my personal belief is that if all he had was his NBA career, like, you know. First ballot? Like, no joke? Like, just Yeah, in? yeah, absolutely. Hmm, I don't know. But either way, he will make it, and he very much deserves it. Yes, agreed. Manu, thank you for uh, all the all the years of just being uh, an incredibly talented and entertaining basketball player, and you will truly, truly be missed. Yeah, he made the NBA a, a, a more fun league, for sure. Well, let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So, uh, Ark and I came up with this crazy idea. Oh, wait, I have more basketball stuff to talk about if we're... We don't have a lot of time left, but please. <laughs> okay, I just want to quickly say, did you see this story about the former Sacramento Kings executive? No, no, what happened? So, former Sacramento Kings executive Jeffrey David, current Miami Heat executive uh, as the, uh, uh, um, what is he? What is his title? Chief Revenue Officer, mm-hmm. is suspected of embezzling $13 million from sponsorship transactions and buying Southern California real estate with the money. And the FBI and federal prosecutors are uh, took formal action on Monday. And he's still currently the uh, Miami Heat chief revenue officer. He has not been fired yet. Um, he left the Kings. But I, I just want to say, is there any more Kingsy kind of story than this one? Like, this yeah. feels very Kingsy to me. Like, if that if one team was going to have this guy, you know, it's kind of... And also, if there was going to be a second team that had an embezzler, I don't know, the Miami Heat makes sense to me. But um, for whatever reason, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the 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 Kings, man, just oh, good lord, the Kings. So think of all the the good use they could with that thirteen million dollars too. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Well, <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, was it. I, we the funny thing is, like, don't get me wrong. That guy uh, broke the law. Yeah, stole. That's terrible. But terrible. They would have thrown that money away. Oh well, it wasn't their money, right? It was the sponsors. Yeah, yeah you're money. right. It was other people's money. Yeah. But if they were, <laughs> but yeah, they would have. They, they basically would have burned it on fire. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so, so at funny. Least, at least they bought some real estate. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, boy, I mean, do we put this off another week? Do we have enough time to discuss this? Oh uh, yeah, let's just do. We'll do it twenty minutes. We'll we'll be in and out. All right. <sighs> Ark and I, two <laughs> young podcasters. Had a crazy dream that in the off season we could discuss uh, basketball films without discussing the uh, joke of a movie, Space Jam. But uh, despite the fact that no one listens to our podcast, it became uh, extremely clear that people wanted to hear us talk about Space Jam. So we watched. Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> we watched Space Jam, a nineteen ninety six film. Starring, you actually never asked me if I watched it, but I did watch it. I, I know you did. <laughs> uh, I would be so mad if you hadn't. <laughs> I was just like, trolled you. I literally watched thing it like was four hours ago. Really? But yeah, I was like, I guess I got to watch I mean, I'd seen it before, but yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I watched anyway, it uh, over the weekend, I think. The 1996 film uh, yeah, space. co-starring yeah. Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. What uh, a pairing. 
would you say what a bad movie? What no, what a pairing. Oh, what a pairing, yeah. Um yeah, that's an all-timer right there. You never get those kind of stars together. Yeah, it's a little bit more uh Ralph Bakashi than uh Who Framed Roger Rabbit in terms of just being uh just making you feel a little uncomfortable. It's funny, it's not it's not like it's like sexist or racist or uh No, it's pretty it's actually fairly it, I think it's trying to be feminist, but in the worst possible way. Yeah, anyway. there's there's still something about it that makes me like a little uncomfortable. Yeah, she's got to be sexy. I don't know. It's there's something for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They they introduce yeah. a character in the film named Lola Bunny. Yeah. Uh, First appearance a, of Lola Bunny, who went on to be nothing. I she think? no. She they used her in other stuff. Oh, Okay. Yeah. They did. They did use Lola in other things, but she is in this movie basically just to be a. a <laughs> she's a sex sexual symbol. conquest for Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, she's also, yeah, it is supposed to be feminist. Like, she's the only Looney Tune who's competent at basketball. Yeah, and doesn't take crap from nobody. Yeah. Uh, only one that's competent until, uh, until, uh, Bugs, uh, tricks them all into being good by making them drink, uh, Michael's secret stuff. And, yeah, uh, yeah, in a typical sports movie, Magic Shoes moment where, he gives them plain water and convinces them that it's like a special serum and they all start playing well because they believe they have uh, ingested a special serum. But the specific moment where he passes around a bottle that says Mike, Michael's secret stuff, it, it's, I don't know, it doesn't land. Uh, no. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, yes. By the way, I would not recommend Googling for pictures of Lola Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just, don't do it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, Okay. Uh okay. Um so uh one thing that this film has in common with uh, a, a delightful movie that we watched uh, earlier in our uh summer of basketball films season uh above the rim is they they uh they both uh were uh semi successful films that whose success was uh, eclipsed by uh, a single from the the film that, that is barely featured in the movie. Um, this one's more featured in the movie. Yeah, but they only they like they play, play it for at the like, beginning and they play at the end. They play it for like twenty seconds in the beginning and they play it for like yeah. twenty seconds at the end. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to ask you. Uh, do I believe I can fly? A. Uh, which song do you like better? Wait, what was the one from Above the Rim again? Uh, uh, I've already forgotten. I can't believe you're seriously asking me that question. Regulate? Oh, damn! I can't believe I asked that question either. Well, Regulate, that's one of my favorite songs of all time, and I love it so yeah. much that I don't that I don't associate it with that movie. Okay, thank you. I agree. It's yeah. way better. Um, so, oh, yeah. I mean, I like R. Kelly's music, but... Uh, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, but <laughs> But uh, no, no, it doesn't. Probe, uh, probe your memory. Um, yes. Which song do you think was more ubiquitous? Uh, Regulate oh, was obviously uh, a couple years ooh. earlier. Probably, I believe I can fly, and I hate that's true, but probably is true. I think so too, which is crazy because yeah. it's like, yeah, people really like that that song. It kind of it was a crossover song. I feel like Regulator was really big amongst people who liked cool hip hop songs, but I feel like mm. I believe I can fly was like a wild success i feel like regulate crossed over a little bit but yeah i believe i can fly was like yeah like uh there was like no demographic that didn't have no it it, it was like i my heart will go on yeah exactly yeah yeah um uh, i'm just going through my notes feel free to interrupt me if you have other thoughts that you want to introduce uh in the beginning of the movie there's like this like kind of well should we do opening statements on it sure please yeah. Did you like the movie? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I will so I, say yeah. that I found it more watchable than Eddie and Teen Wolf. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I watched it with my wife. Oh, by the way, Alma is showing uh, Teen Wolf uh, in the near future. I, I don't know if I need to see Teen Wolf again this soon. But uh, Sorry, I watched dude. the movie with, with my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had never seen it, and I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. And she thought that it was cute for kids, goofy, had some funny parts. You know, she thought she didn't think it was awful, 
she certainly didn't think it was good, and she definitely didn't think that an adult would want to watch it. Yeah, but she thought that if you were a kid, it's it's fun, it's cute, it's fine. Yeah, um, I, I think that's one thing you have to acknowledge. Like when we're you know like I did not enjoy it. I know you do not enjoy this movie, but like unlike Eddie and Teen Wolf, which were targeted to us you know adult age basketball fans this is clearly a, a film for children right yeah. no, I'm sorry, i please. i didn't hate it as much as i thought i was going to it is you know pretty dumb but there is some i did laugh there are some funny parts i thought bill murray was pretty great i thought he Newman is really funny great. in the movie i actually thought newman did a really good job uh, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. I thought he was third build behind Bugs Bunny. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I thought there were some there were some laughs to be had. Uh, some of the stuff with I think it's I was endlessly fascinated as to why in the hell if you were going to steal five NBA players' talents to make a super team you would ever get anywhere near Sean Bradley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's in my notes. <laughs> it made I, zero. I completely <laughs> forgotten that he was one of the. Yeah. So for those listening who don't know the film uh basically oh, the premise on. is that these these cartoon aliens uh, uh challenge the looney tunes or the looney tunes challenge them to a basketball game because they're little because the aliens want to kidnap them and put them in basically an alien zoo yeah and they steal the talents of of great basketball players so that they're to, to assemble what they believe is an unbeatable basketball team and yeah. it's uh uh charles barkley patrick ewing first two Kind of no-brainers for that era. Yeah. Uh, Larry Johnson makes a lot of sense. Sure. Second, uh, by the way, second Larry Johnson film we watched this summer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, uh, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. Interesting choice. A little bit of a stretch, but he was very talented. And then Sean Bradley, uh, uh, former center for the Philadelphia 76ers, who had a pretty unremarkable career, but he was seven foot six. He was very, very tall, but he was most famous, I would say, for being the guy on the poster that was being dunked on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why you would choose Sean Bradley, but I really enjoyed it. He was, and he was very, very tall. You know, part of the fun I had was that, um, you know, my wife is not a b- basketball fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she enjoys the sport, but she, she was not a basketball fan in the, in the 90s, and therefore... Uh, does not know who you can really tell who was sort of crossover famous mm-hmm. because if the if the person is if she doesn't know who the person is it's like oh i guess they were not as famous as i thought because she knows like you know famous athletes from that that era she's very literate but like she she didn't sports literate but she didn't grow up in this country mm-hmm. and and so she's just will be like who, oh who is that and she um she didn't know uh charles barkley which surprised me wow you know she, obviously she knew michael jordan uh, obviously, she knew uh, um, uh, Larry, Bird. Some of, uh, Larry Bird. Yeah, she was like, oh, Larry Bird, of course. Larry Bird. She knew Magic Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. But she didn't know who Charles Barkley was, which I, you know, it, it is no knock on her. That's completely reasonable that she didn't know who he was. But to me, I was just like, wow, I really thought Charles Barkley was 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 crossover famous, was famous even to people who don't know anything about basketball. Or yeah, I, w- I would have said so for sure. Yeah, but apparently not. So at huh. least in a sample size of one. But uh, but so yeah so she enjoyed the movie uh, more than I did I enjoyed the movie more than pre watching it me thought I would because uh, I really expected to hate it and there is something I kind of didn't brisk about it yeah it's got some value to it <laughs> it's got I mean it's got some uh, minor you know very minor enjoyment some of the gags are funny. Uh, I think more the... so, like more more so than Eddie, and for me, Teen Wolf. Uh, there's something kind of like fascinating about the film because it is it is sort of like a one of a kind movie, like uh, not for long, but yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but even even when they make Space Jam two, it's like at the, at the time, like this. I it's just it's just it's 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 such a strange unprecedented concept that it's just sort of weird to watch it play out. And even though I don't really think it works, I don't, I certainly didn't find it amusing. Um, I didn't find the plot engaging. There was still, (laughs) (laughs) there was still something 
just kind of like fascinating about it as I was watching it. Um, you know what I find fascinating? What's that? Is that Michael Jordan plays himself in a sort of fictionalized version of his life and career, uh, but his wife and son are characters in the movie, not played by his wife and son. Yeah. That's got to be weird. If you're like a seven-year-old or whatever, how old Jeffrey Jordan's supposed to be at that point, and you watch this movie, and you're like, it's me. That's, but, it's, but that's, you know, that's not, not unprecedented. Like when Howard Stern made his movie, you know, his wife didn't play his wife, you know? Yeah, but that, his wife was a major character in that. Like, Michael Jordan's wife was could definitely have been played by his actual wife in this movie. I guess so. I, I, I thought what was what – was, I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to talk about. This We're going to be all over the map. It's okay. We know, no one's, this is what people are expecting from us. This is not a uh, well-thought-out critique. One thing that really uh, uh, kind of stuck out to me is how humble and good-humored – uh, Jordan is portrayed as in the film. Oh yeah, he's like the nicest, <laughs> least <laughs> least psych- psychopathic, you know, psychopath yeah. guy. The, you uh, know, the, the perhaps most competitive human being in, in the history in the, of in life. In the history of, yeah. of life, yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah. let's have some fun. We're playing yeah. some golf. The, like the opposing catcher f- from the uh, the team in the in the baseball game at the beginning of the movie. He's like, okay, <laughs> thanks for signing the jersey for my son. He's like, oh, no problem. Happy to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Zero percent chance. Yeah, so nice to everyone. And that's, uh, you know, I, I love Michael Jordan. Um, yeah. That That's not the kind of person that he is. No, zero percent um, chance. Zero. Interestingly, uh, I don't know if this occurred to you, but. No, it might have. I don't know. So uh, the voice of Bugs Bunny in the film is Billy yeah. West, who okay. was the voice of Bugs Bunny for, I think, about like 10 years. Uh, also the voice of the Honey Nut Cheerio B for a while, the voice okay. of uh, Philip Fry in Futurama, okay. many other things. A veteran yeah. uh, 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 sure. voice animation actor. Uh, there's also a cameo by Dan Castanella as a New York Knicks fan. Okay. Uh, who... Dan Castanell is the voice of Homer Simpson. So the two leads of Matt Groening's first two shows uh, appear in this film. And as far as I can think of, outside of them doing cameos in each other's like shows, I think that might be the only like I think that might be the only time they appeared in something together. So you are one hundred percent correct that that did not occur to me. Uh, <laughs> it's not even occurring to me now. <laughs> You're telling me about You understand it. what I'm saying, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I understand the words that have come out of your mouth and what they mean. I don't know why anyone should care, but I'm, I like that you care. You don't think this so. is a fun, nerdy factoid? Mm, it's nerdy. It's, is it by default fun? I don't know. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's just, I know, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what Dan Castanella looks like. Dan Castanella, you don't know what he looks like? I mean, I know who he is, but I don't know what he looks like. Well, he was the bald Knicks oh, fan. Oh, you know what? I do know what he looks like. He was the guy that was sitting next to the uh, uh, yeah, no, I, Monstars I know. when they were I know what he lo- scouting. I know what he yeah. looks like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a lot of like really bad effects in this film. Uh, oh, yeah. Very much so. Some yeah. some of it is just like bad CGI. Like uh, Some of it looks good. Some of it looks really bad. Some of it looks terrible. Like when Wayne Knight... Yeah. Uh, blows up in the uh, yeah 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 and the film look that looks good. terrible no um uh there's also like the the thing that sometimes uh when when there's like a feature length animated film and they want to kind of like uh uh step up the quality uh uh studios will do this thing where they they add a lot of like shading um and that this film is like full, do you know what i mean like uh what are you saying like typical uh, cell animation kind of has yeah. like a flat quality. Yeah. Um, and in this film and in a lot of films like this, like there, there's a lot of like uh, 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 sort of shadows on the 2D cell animation. Oh, kind yeah. Of give it uh-huh. like they, a, a, they try to make it almost 3D like. Yeah. This. And it's, to me, like it sometimes that's done well. In this film, I thought it looked really terrible. Um, the worst, the worst effect though, and, and kind of like one of the oddest. Uh, Moments in the film is is uh, in the middle of the movie when they finally persuade Michael Jordan to help the Looney Tunes <laughs> persuade Michael Jordan to help them defeat the Monstars in a basketball game so they don't have yes. to be prisoners in the alien zoo. Correct. He says, yeah. "Oh, I need my equipment. Someone yeah. has to go to my house and get it." And this is yes. the only time in the film that Michael Jordan 
appears to authentic authentically be himself because like why don't you go get your own damn stuff (laughs) (laughs) from your house yeah why does anyone else have to go (laughs) so uh uh donald i think it's donald duck and walt uh uh, bugs bunny i watched this movie you know just a few hours ago and i already can't remember but i I think it's bugs bunny and, and donald duck go to get his stuff from his house and he has a uh a dog yes and the dog, the you know, the dog is supposed to be extremely large and extremely yes. aggressive, and yes. and it looks so weird. Huh. Um, I don't even know how they did it. Is it like a is it a forced perspective thing, or do they just kind of like are they just taking footage of a dog and projecting it over uh, over the film? I, it looks it looks so bad. Unclear, but yeah, not great. It's also so weird watching the movie that Michael Jordan has this like super aggressive monster dog and yeah it's weird and the way that this is wife's dog oh excuse me um the the way that the theme resolves itself is that his kids come and kind of rescue the looney tunes by screaming at the dog and like ripping the shorts that the dog is like holding that that they need uh, to give to michael jordan they kind of rip it out of his jaw i don't think they go as far as like striking the dog but they're no. extremely aggressive to this monstrosity. Yeah. You know, this dog must be yeah. like Frankenstein's monster in the <laughs> world. There's no other dog that looks like it. It's a, it's a, it's a really, really weird. <laughs> I, mean, I think scene. it's a real dog. It's a real, like a, it's a real dog. But they yeah, use some dog. effect that doesn't quite work to make it appear larger than it actually. Yeah, is. It, it it is weird looking, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, so my favorite random fact that I just learned about this movie. Uh-huh. Uh wait, hold on. I just had it. Uh Space Jam is that uh Chuck Jones, famous famous Looney Tunes director Chuck Jones. Oh, yeah. I I read uh, this on the Wikipedia. Hated the movie. Yeah. But my favorite two two anecdotes about that. He said he can see, he said, "I can tell you with the utmost confidence," he said, after as a man who worked with the characters for almost 30 years, Porky Pig would never say, "I think I wet myself." Yeah. And then also, apparently, he was, he was, after the film's release, he was invited to a dinner at Warner Brothers with the executives that produced the show, the movie, and was asked to give a speech regarding his thoughts. And he was honest, but polite and respectful. But before he could finish, security escorted him off the lot. <laughs> Which is like, That's holy so crap. Sad. You do not escort Chuck Jones off of that the is Warner so Brothers sad. lot. Yeah. So, but he's uh, right. You know. Like, there's a lot of stuff that feels really out of place. Like, there's a Pulp Fiction reference with uh, Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd, and it's like, yeah, some of the Yosemite Sam. Th- th- there's some. Oh man, Justin Lin was going to direct it. That would have been weird. Better uh, than a guy who'd only directed one other film. Is that who who directed this? Uh, you know, it was produced by Ivan Reitman. I do. Oh yeah, Joe Pitka. I thought I didn't recognize his name when we were watching it. Um, when I was watching it, but yeah, oh, he only did "Let It Ride," which I've never heard of, and he and never made a bunch of like movie. commercials and music videos. Never made a movie after Space Jam either. <sighs> what a shame! What? A shame. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I thought it was amusing, yeah, a little bit. Um, it's not a good movie. It's certainly if you. If you remember it being amazing, you are uh, remembering your your child's mind. You have not watched it since you were an adult. Uh, but, um, and, you know, I would not say that either of us would recommend this movie to anyone. But, you know, for kids in that era, yeah, whatever. I understand why people like it, the nostalgic yeah. affection. I guess yeah, like, I never really sure. was a huge Looney Tunes fan, like, oh. outside of, like, when I was really, really young. So I I, I do I like get Looney it. Tunes. I, I like Looney Tunes. Yeah, you know, great. Good for you. <laughs> I don't like this movie, but yeah. I like Looney Tunes. That's actually no. why I don't like the movie, because Looney Tunes are brilliant. Like, the the best Looney Tunes cartoons are genius, and this is sort of a weird compromise thing where it's not a great Looney Tunes cartoon, and it's also, for sure... By the way, there's one jump shot shot in the entire movie. The basketball stuff is terrible. We haven't, haven't even talked about this. No, we need, to, get, we need to be done with this, but it, it, like, I mean, it's literally just dunks. Yeah. Um, it's so literally just one for you. This is like the way that people feel about like later Muppets films. Yeah, they're just. I just think the they're, spirit's not quite there anymore. No, it's not. Although I really enjoyed the um, first Muppets remake, but um, the one by uh, yeah, by, Jason uh, Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah, I thought that one was really good. But you could just see that he had so much love and affection for the characters. But uh, no, yeah, Space can Jam, I, and I definitely not looking forward to Space Jam too. Yes, quick. Oh, um, the stuff. 
with his dad in the beginning of the film. You know, the film came out in 96. Yeah. Uh, his father his dad died just in 93. Died. Yeah. No, it was three years. Later. Well, for, you know. Yeah, for, I guess, for all intents and purposes. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the film opens with a, a young Michael Jordan practicing in the back uh, yard or his driveway or whatever, and his dad talking to him. And it's like, I thought it was, like, weirdly touching. <laughs> yeah, that part was uh, kind of great. Um, a couple other notes. I was really surprised that the baseball stuff wasn't played more for laughs. <laughs> Well, I think uh, they put it for a lot of laughs, given how bad Jordan. I mean, you know, I, I I'm surprised Jordan actually. I was actually surprised Jordan signed off on it being as as embarrassing for him as it was. They, they did portray him as not being very good at baseball, but yeah, as respectfully as possible. Well, but yeah, but he. I mean, the guy just wasted two years of his sporting life, right? I guess you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, two small notes and then yes, one big note. Okay. But I'll even make that quick. Um, okay. Danny Ainge is in the film. I thought that was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, just a random note that I watched. So was Larry Bird. I mean, you know, I think it's a better one. We already talked about him. Um, yeah. uh, a random note that I wrote while I was watching the film, I said, Jordan mugs to the camera more than Jim Halpert, which is true. <laughs> okay. And then this is obviously facetious, but I want you to ponder this and respond to it anyway. I'm pondering. When the villains, uh, in in the world of Space Jam, as first established when the uh, villains uh, initially approach the Looney Tunes, they, they Looney Tunes live on underground. Earth, but underground. So they burrow through the crust of the Earth to the Looney Tune world. Is this suggesting that the Looney Tune world is hell? <laughs> do you think hell is supposed to be inside the earth isn't hell underneath the earth i don't know I, I, i'm not a know. christian we don't yeah i don't know i don't know much about hell to be honest with you hell is like below hell the earth, other right? people I, I really know i am not an expert on hell i'll be honest with you someone get a christian <laughs> yeah do we need we need someone who knows anything about this so yeah i maybe I thought hell was just a conceptual place. I didn't realize it was a physical place. Like, could you drill down to hell? Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, there's obviously different uh, 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 theological interpretations of the concept of hell. Some would say it is just a, a, a uh, 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 just like a big metaphor, <laughs> but, uh, I think in the in the you know if you're talking about uh, uh, people who literally interpret uh, the Bible, the, the 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 same people who think that like dinosaurs never existed and their bones are just there because God is testing us, and right. the Earth is you know however many hundred right. years old because they added up the age of everyone in the Bible. Um, I think it's five thousand years, but sure. I beg your pardon. I think it's five thousand years, not hundreds of years, but yes, sure. They think it's a lot uh, younger than it actually is based on yes. uh, some Clearly pretty, it's some pretty suspect math. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I believe their interpretation is that hell is below the earth and heaven is in the clouds. I thought, you know. No, I don't think that's true because then, then they would have found it with airplanes and things. I think it's supposed to be uh, it's another, you know, plane of existence. But I could be wrong. With I feel the, bad if that's true. I feel bad for having had such a... a uh, what I guess an extremely condescending uh, impression of what uh, people think about the afterlife. I apologize, religious people. Yeah, I'd, I don't think. Yeah, according according to Wikipedia, typically traditions locate hell in another dimension or under the Earth's surface. So maybe we're so the both right. live in hell. Maybe we're both right. Well, uh, it's not about right or wrong. <laughs> no, no, about what people believe, not yeah. not where not where hell is. <laughs> anyway (laughs) we're gonna solve this on this podcast you all learned it here uh now we know where where hell is we don't have a ton of time left before the season starts but we we have enough time that we got a few more movies uh left that we can do what what would you like to do next Arik? is it your turn i feel like i haven't chosen a single you chose space jam I didn't choose Space you Jam. You were like, chose us. listen, <laughs> did anyone in my life say we have to do Space Jam? No. 
This was told to you. <laughs> so okay, what, what do you want to do? Uh, no, what do you want to do next? I don't care. What do I you don't want? care. Well, what are, what are we, we? We had a discussion about what we're actually going to watch, and I don't even remember what it was. I know we're watching White Man Can't Jump Last. La- White what? Man Can't Jump Last, and we're, we are going to do Major League, but we're going to do that oh, later. Oh, yeah. We're as a palate cleanser. And since you're letting me choose... I love Major League. Celtic Pride, next movie. Okay. Sick. Uh, but if we're going to watch Celtic Pride, which I've never seen, so that'll be fun, uh, then I think we're going to have to... I'm going to have to pick something really awful, like... I have to think about this. Like, Wait, what are the worst? Why is this like? Why do you have to respond vindictively? Well, I don't know anything about Celtic Pride. It's I'm just like trying to think fine. of like what would be funny. It's like a no, it's like what would be funny. No, it's like what would be funny for the show. You know, like just I think we might watch, need to the, watch like the the weird something Pittsburgh movie. That yeah, we're like... totally gonna watch the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Fine, whatever. You know what? Whatever. It's, it's for got, the podcast. It's got Julius Irving in it and Meadowlark Lemon, who is one of my favorite people name wise of all time and racial politics that have aged extremely poorly uh probably that yes, i don't sure. feel equipped to discuss but i guess we will is that true that there's that there's complex uh i, I thought that's what you told me but uh i probably did it's late now i we have passed the we've for everyone out there we've crossed the line where now i'm goofy so um it's it is it, we're staying up late on the rules anyway it's, it's not uh, that late. it's actually not that late it's not that late but we should probably wrap it up we're um, over an hour which is you know yeah. long for this show thank you for listening to the much anticipated uh space jam episode i'm sure did everyone, not meet expectations yeah, i'm sure everyone uh new to the podcast listening to this just because they wanted to hear us talk about space jam is like wow <laughs> i've really <laughs> i've really been missing something wildly popular welcome Welcome to the Rules Fandom. Welcome to Rules Nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to Rules Nation. You won't be sad that you joined. Welcome back to Rules. Well, I guess not back because you haven't been here. I'll just probably edit all this out. I'll, <laughs> I'll just edit. All right. Good I'll night, everybody. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, season is right around the corner. And in the meantime, uh, we have a few more uh, mediocre movies to discuss and then eventually a couple of good ones. Hopefully.